buttons. Hello. This is a video game podcast that we normally do bi-weekly. I think we're going to stick to bi-weekly. We weren't around two weeks ago from today. It's been a month now. It's, it's been, been a, a month, boys. We missed yeah. you. Month, boys. Month, boys. You like our den? If you're yeah, listening, yeah. If you're welcome listening to, this, to our den. That's why we were gone for a month. If you're listening on an audio only version, just check us out on YouTube, just at least for the thumbnail, so you'll see our new and improved permanent background yeah. that we can add stuff to and take stuff away from. You know, because it's our it's our den. It's it's the pushing buttons den. See, Kratos is so happy over there because he heard because he's on he my won side. our game of the year award. Yeah. So this guy right here, you <laughs> yeah. can tell how happy he is because he he wants to suck on my finger. <laughs> he was our, uh, oh no, I was looking up at Kratos. Sorry. No, I meant Kratos was gonna suck my finger. Not oh, you. I thought no, you meant don't me. Don't worry. No. Oh, that's a little gotcha. weird. Gotcha. But who's our game <laughs> of the year? Twenty eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this He's is a our, happy guy. This is our new uh, our new setup. Our basement. Yeah. We weren't around a, a couple of weeks ago. We were taking a little break because, well, first of all, we wanted to get something a little bit more permanent, but <laughs> we're also taking the podcast in a little bit of a new direction. Uh, we're not gonna specifically have one topic every time that we're going to talk about there will be some episodes like next month i don't know if you guys know this but i do want to do a star wars game episode yes. next month the beginning of the month around may the 4th or so hey so that's probably the same our... time as our one year anniversary no that's two weeks later that's almost near the same time <laughs> as our anniversary it's adjacent to the yeah. same time. <laughs> yeah so i think the next episode after this one's going to be star wars themed the one after that will be we don't know exactly what we're going to do but we have some stuff planned yeah for our one year. We'd like to do something special. Yeah, something awesome you know, for something you guys. Something to thank you guys all for sticking around with us and just hopefully enjoying what we do here because <laughs> I know we enjoy doing this. And yes. at, when we were taking our break and we didn't know how long the break was going to be, turns out we couldn't live without this podcast for longer Very than long. one episode of not doing <laughs> But uh, we, we were all pretty saddened by it because we want mm-hmm. – this is our outlet. And whether or not you guys uh, discuss things back with us – uh, even if you just listen to us on your drive or working out, whatever you're doing, we appreciate each and every one of you. We thank really you do. That. Thank you. Um, uh, <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, you can watch us on YouTube. Just search us up, Pushing Buttons Podcast on YouTube, or vice versa. If you're watching us, you can listen to us on the go via any of the regular podcast apps that you may have on your phone, minus Spotify for now. We'll see how that goes in the future. Um, we yeah. stream from time to time on Twitch, twitch.tv slash pushing buttons. Um, I normally wouldn't say this, but I'm going to recommend you guys not subscribe to that channel right now because we're not consistent enough for you for it to feel like we deserve yeah. any money for that. It's been difficult to find a consistent time of day or week. The, between the three of us all working 40 hours a week mm-hmm. on top of doing this and having personal lives with you know women and children in his case. We don't have kids together yet, but we're planning to. <laughs> you, you have a pet. It's I, I have a, a fur yeah. child, yeah. as it's referred to yeah. sometimes. <laughs> um, the, the we're gonna talk a bit about a bit more about the podcast and what it means to us. I think we kind of did this maybe a few months ago. I think we did it for our six month anniversary. I think this is gonna help us kind of decide the future of the direction that the podcast is yeah. gonna take in future episodes going forward. Um I wanna hit on uh, a couple before the Star Wars episode, I do wanna talk a bit about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, uh the ramifications of that game and what that entails. Um I'm gonna probably gush a bit more about Satisfactory and some other games mm-hmm. that I've been playing. But before I get to any of that, we're also gonna talk 
minorly, very minorly, guys. Yes, keyword there. About Game of Thrones, oh. the the first episode of the new season. Spoilers. I know By the time this comes out, the second, the second episode will be out. Um, yeah, we're recording yeah. this the Friday before that comes out, so sorry. Um, there will not be spoilers, actually. There will be no spoilers. No spoilers whatsoever. None. But just our general feelings of that, because we all watched it and... We're big Game of Thrones nerds. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, shout out to Geeks, Geek Freaks Podcast. Yeah. Yes, um, guys. Thank you so much. If you do want spoilers on episodes or just want to listen to somebody's opinions on that, uh, they do uh, weekly review. Yeah, weekly reviews this season, it mm-hmm. seems like. I listened to their first episode review, and they're I? really insightful, I got to yeah. say. It, yeah. I, I really wanted to hop in on the conversation. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah go, if, if you like us, you'll like them. Check them yeah. out. Um, just search up Geek Freaks Podcast and you can find them pretty much anywhere. They're in a lot of places that we're even. They have an honest, Instagram. So. They have a Twitter account. Oh, we have Twitter too. Yeah, we Instagram. do. We do. Yeah. Um, pushing Buttons P on Twitter. <laughs> pushing Buttons Podcast on Instagram. I'm at Impulse G66 on Twitter. I'm at Too Spooky for Robert. At Monumentous Kyle. Yeah. And we're on all the platforms as well. Um, enough of that stuff. What have you guys been up to the last month that we've been away? Because we haven't last been able to share month. our It's been stuff a busy month. Them. It really has. Yeah. I can't Crazy think of a busy. whole lot that I've done. <laughs> really? Maybe um, you should go first then. <laughs> you know what? I will go first. Um, did I, had I watched Captain Marvel by the time this we recorded um, last? I think I was. You did not actually. I was going to watch it the weekend after we recorded. Sounds about right. I think that was yeah. it. I watched Captain Marvel. Uh, we all did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed that movie. I, I remember talking about this on the podcast. I thought I did. Maybe you did. Cliff Notes. <laughs> it was one of my favorite movies, if not my favorite, in the MCU right now. Wow. Yeah. I remember that reaction. That's so good. maybe I'm just having weird deja vu. Yeah, this is. I remember we timely. talked about it yeah. outside of the podcast. Yeah. Gotcha. And I, I just realized uh, when this episode airs, <clears throat> in fi- uh, Endgame will be in two days. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm excited for. It's gonna be fantastic. Yeah. Hashtag no spoilers. Yeah, they're yeah. they're no, already yeah. out there. Don't so spoil I've been the end. avoiding yeah, be everything. Don't spoil the end yeah. game. <laughs> um, I last night got Katana Zero on Steam. I was gonna get it on GOG, but I'm like, nah, I'm just gonna get it on Steam. Hmm. I'm just gonna get it on Steam. Um, yeah, it's it's a uh, Mark of the Ninja meets Hotline Miami, and there's a, a heavy heavy hotline Miami influence there. They don't shy away from it. It's um, side scrolling as opposed to like an isometric top down view. But I got to say, I feel the same way about it that I did hotline Miami. I was really, really into hotline Miami and into Katana zero uh, because the aesthetic, the, the music the style of gameplay, Mm -hmm. the controls didn't sit well with me. And maybe because it's, I only, I only Hmm. played it for less than an hour, but I, I couldn't get into it because I felt like I didn't have the full control over the character. Hmm. And I I think I've talked about this in the past with video games, especially side-scrolling video games. I need to be able to feel like I'm in total control of the character. Or otherwise, I just I feel like the game's playing me, I hmm. guess. Which is why I never got into the original Risk of Rain. I think I mentioned that when I was talking about Risk of Rain 2. Have I talked about Risk of Rain 2 on this podcast, no, guys? No, I have not. Oh, man. <laughs> I'll get into talked the, about so many games I haven't heard of, so I, I couldn't tell you. I'll get into Risk of Rain 2 a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, Katana Zero, it's it's a really good game, really good soundtrack. I, As of right now, with the, the little amount of time that I have had to play it, 
couldn't get into the controls, which kind of dampened my experience a bit. But I, mm. I assume I'll go back to it, um, especially since it's still brand new. It's only been out for a day. I'll give it another At go. At this point, yeah. It's on PC. It's on Nintendo Switch. So if you have a Switch and looking for another killer indie game, there you go. Um, yeah. I'll, I'm sure I'll think of other things. Yeah. But yeah, so one of you guys just jump in. Well, I will start next. <laughs> <laughs> That's how starting works, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, start second. I wanted to say that I finally finished Detroit and Become Human. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I loved it. It's the first um, David Cage game that I've played. And so yeah. I didn't have any expectations going into it other than... Uh, I knew the story basically, like the Android uprising and all that, and so, but I, I, lo- I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. I enjoyed it a lot. Good. That doesn't surprise me to hear, but I'm glad you did. Yeah, I do recall when I played it, like I couldn't stop playing it till I finished the story because yeah. the narrative was really good. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have any problem with it. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's like an action movie type setup. It's not super complex, mm-hmm. but there are you know little interest intricacies in it, and I loved yeah the just having the choices and stuff. And like I said, it's kind of like a telltale game, which I just got into last year as well. Mm-hmm. It's where the, that style of game. So I want more of that now. Um, but after I beat it, I did start reading up a little more about like him and the other games he's made and like the controversies around yeah. it and stuff. And it kind of reverse engineered some <laughs> a certain, not like guiltiness, but like, it's like, Oh, I, I kind of en- feel like I enjoyed it a little just less a little now. Less. Just reading how like, the controversy against him and stuff like that, and but yeah. I still overall I I loved it, and I I'm looking forward to whatever next game he comes up with. Probably be on the PS5, but I try not to let what I read about developers and public. I try yeah. not to let that kind of stuff uh, affect what I think about their games. Mm-hmm. And I can say that as much as you guys like to think that I hate Randy Pitchford, which I don't hate him. <laughs> I hate some of the stuff he said and done. You dislike? Yeah, him. me too. But I greatly dislike the games that Gearbox puts out. That's what my main problem is with mm. Gearbox is that I don't like their games. So yeah. eat that. Now, it was the same with uh, when I read the Kotaku article about the making of Anthem and even the one from a couple of years ago of uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Mm-hmm. And it's just reading like what people go through to make these games and yeah. to try to put them out on some crunches and all that and the higher-ups yeah. and how they don't care. It's really made me feel like... I mean, I don't buy a lot of EA games, anyways, so it's not a huge. But it's thing you know for what me. happens and everywhere in the industry. Yeah, it's not just it does. EA. And EA is just the ones that have the more public stories come out about them. Exactly, and it's hard to know if it's like has it always been like this, or is it just you know past couple of years when gaming has become more and more about having something out and having constant content. Because back when I remember like. Uh, like Halo 2 coming out and it came with the behind the scenes DVD and it had like, you know, showing how they made the game and all that. And even the first Mass Effect, it's like, it looked like so much fun and these people are enjoying it. So it's <laughs> yeah. like, was it like this then too? Or mm-hmm. like, is it like they just a recent development? The best, yeah. the best footage from their, yeah. their shooting of the, the making. So of. really makes you kind of think twice about it. But I said that that's kind of been on my mind past couple of weeks since reading that. Yeah. I, that's nice. what I've loved about indie games for so long is that I, I I know that I've mentioned that I really love the the heart and soul that gets put into indie games, and you can tell that it's that most games that are made by small teams or even by one or two people mm-hmm. are it, they're usually labors of love. 
that they they fully invest in what they're doing sometimes to their detriment see fez um but other games that like stardew valley is just one dude's dream that became a multi-million dollar reality for mm-hmm. this guy and they absolutely love what they're doing and i'm granted it like i was talking about with fez and phil fish they can work themselves to really really harmful extents but uh they're not trying to appease a corporation's board of directors or the the shareholders yeah it's their passion project right as as opposed to ea and ubisoft and yeah yeah well speaking of ubisoft i think our posters not oh it's because my shadow oh yeah forgot (laughs) about that yeah, this this old thing I d- <laughs> dug it up out of a, a dumpster somewhere, and yeah, that's it's totally not digital at all. This is no. this is a real. We're in a den right yeah. now. Yeah, of course. That that sign back there is totally real. It is. I didn't even try to make that thing look fake. At least these other posters, these posters and stuff back here, I've like put them askew. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did the sign too, but there's no. You can't see anything wrong with it. It's obviously a digital <laughs> image. I'm just so terrible. <laughs> It's good. I like it. I like it. Anything in the past month or so that you want to talk about in particular, Kyle? Oh, you're all finished? Go ahead. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about a couple of movies as oh, well. well. We'll get to them. Oh, okay then. Okay, my bad. Uh, well, I've been uh, hastily rewatching Game of Thrones to make it for the premiere. That is something I did over the past month. Too. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to give our brief rundown of Game of Thrones now while you brought it up? Sure. Okay. Uh, I there was a lot of stuff on the internet that people didn't like the the episode because of how slow it was. It didn't lead to much. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, most people know that big stuff is going to happen pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, even if they didn't tell you, that's just how Game of Thrones works. The first yeah. episode's always setting up for what's coming the rest of the season. Yeah. I really enjoyed it for what it was. It was it was a really good episode. It didn't feel like yeah. filler. I haven't seen Game of Thrones in two years, nearly. So it. It was a good catch-up. It's a good reminder of where everybody's at. Plus, everybody kind of, you know, mostly got together. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I thought it was an enjoyable episode. Yeah. I definitely... It's me to be positive for a change. <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> a couple nitpicky things. But, yeah, overall, it was it was a really good episode. And uh, gets you excited for the next one. I can't wait. There's only five left. Four left when you guys watch this. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> So it's coming. It's going to happen quick. Yeah. What do you think, huh? Uh, it was a generic setup episode, but it was great to see all the character moments between the various characters. That I keep hitting this. It's kind of hard sorry to talk if you guys hear that. Spoiling anything. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, basically, uh, I think it sets the stage well for the last five episodes. Yeah. We'll see where it goes from here. Yeah. Yeah. Any new games or anything? Um. Yes, uh, I've been playing a lot of Hollow Knight. Cool. Have you? Which uh, was recommended to me by Echo Eighty One, our sole chat <laughs> participant. He's, he's, he's in the Twitch. consistent, <laughs> the consistent person. Shoutouts to you, by the yep, way. Hope you're sure. having a great time in Tokyo or Osaka, Japan. Pardon me. And uh, fantastic game. I really like it. How much time have you put into it? I'd say twenty-five to thirty hours. Holy crap! Are you done it's with it? It's long, no. Jeez. I haven't even done the DLC yet. Wow. It's a big game. <clears throat> it's, it's a Metroidvania. It's like a Souls-inspired Metroidvania. Yeah. Basically, the combat is very similar, where you have to make use of the character's abilities to overcome 
the various bosses. Hmm. So it's not like a game like Mass Effect or The Division where you have special skills that you can use and it doesn't matter what you use. It's more specialized where you have to use specific skills at specific times. Yeah, you can have builds. Like you can use, uh, like you have this uh, gauge called soul and you use that to heal yourself. Yeah, you do. But you can also use that to cast spells and attack enemies and you can equip different charms to do different uh, types of attacks. I keep scooting back. Like for me, I've been doing a lot of physical attacks. So I equipped something that would uh, make my nail swing faster so I have more DPS. Gotcha. And it also increases the range of it. Hmm. So I can attack from far away. And uh, the game is really versatile. It's got a lot of depth to it. Like it's a great game. I'm surprised you don't like it. It was another one of those games where I felt like I didn't feel... I, I felt like I didn't feel... I felt like I wasn't controlling the character properly. But I, that's what this game's about, is controlling your character. To avoid the boss attacks and attacking... I get that, and I felt like I couldn't. Why? I can't explain why I don't connect with the controller. I, I just feel like the controls, the flow... It, it was a really... I, I know how... It didn't feel know, tight. Uh, like the controls didn't feel like it's responsive. Kind of, I understand how you feel because I felt that way when I first played it. But I gave this one an honest go. I played Katana Zero for 45 minutes so far. I've played Hollow Knight for probably three hours. Mm-hmm. It and, doesn't really open up till you get the dash. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And then you can equip a charm that makes the dash faster. And it's not that I didn't and, like it. It's just that I yeah. have a bunch of other games that are more fun to me that I'd rather mm-hmm. play. That makes sense. But uh, it's a great indie game. I I feel like it's really promising. And then the, there's a sequel announced. Like, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. I can't wait to see more of Silk Song. Celeste DLC is coming out soon. Yeah, I've been keeping an eye out on that, too. Supposedly, it was supposed to be end of this month, but it looks like it might be next month. However long so, it takes uh, them to get it done. Whenever that happens, I'm streaming it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You can count on that. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yes. How's that was a great going? stream. That's hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've heard <laughs> I've heard more people don't like that game than I've like from my usual sources of, well, of opinions. Nope. But it's just an ex- it's exhausting yeah. to play because you have to constantly focus on each enemy and the bosses are like a hundred times that. It's very difficult to like maintain that state of concentration over a long period of battle. But man, it's brutal. But it's fun too. <laughs> How would you compare it to the other From Software games? I mean, right now I'm not really far in it. I would say uh, the last boss I truly killed was uh, I think his name is Genichiro. He he's like the one you fight at the top of the pagoda. Oh, I saw uh, that. Castle. I think I watched mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I've, that's as far as I am right now. But I've heard like, later bosses are even more difficult. <laughs> so to me, it's this like, This is the holy guy with the shit. lightning attacks, right? Uh, yes. Okay, yes. I do remember yes. that. Yes. Um, but I would still put Bloodborne as my number one. Okay. And then uh, I would put Sekiro probably next to it, but a little bit lower because of how sporadic it can feel. But once you master it, like it flows really well. But man, it just really puts you through the ringer. Is it everything you thought it would be? Or is it... Well, I don't know what happened. Like I was playing through Sekiro when it came out. And then for some reason, I just didn't want to play such a demanding game. Like I was like burnt out. (laughs) That that makes sense. And then I picked up Hollow Knight and it was so much more accessible. And it just was like really relaxing to play. Like I told... I think I mentioned this off, off the recording. Uh, 
a week or two ago, but I love playing Hollow Knight at night or early in the morning when it's still dark out. Hollow morning. Yeah. Like it's really atmospheric and I love the music and the sound effects of the game. So one it's is incredible. One is work to get through, the other is very It's work fun to, get to get through. through. That's perfect. Yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. So speaking of one is work to get through, the other one is more fun. Uh Robert watched both Shazam and Hellboy recently. He and did. Pet Cemetery. <laughs> oh, oh, and Pet Cemetery. Okay, okay. Yes. Do you want to talk about those a little bit? Sure. Uh, I'm genuinely curious because I've wanted to see Shazam since I saw the, the trailer when I watched Captain Marvel. That was the first time I watched the really? full trailer to Shazam. I do want to see it, but I just, I'm not in a hurry to see it. It is really sense. good. And it's hard to compare because you haven't seen a lot of the DC movies. Right. Or any of any them, of really? Them since like the, 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 the Dark Knight trilogy. Okay. So yeah, none of the uh, new <laughs> DC movies, yeah, no. but it is definitely at the top basically like i said i've said before aquaman i think is my favorite aquaman's great it is right yeah. under it it's really funny it's got great action it's got a, like a lot of heart and stuff because you know he's uh, a teenager that is in a foster home system you know and it's it was nice to see a movie where the foster parents and the foster home is actually a good place <laughs> it seems like every movie or show you watch it's like a bad place and the parents are evil and a little wizard living under the stairs <laughs> yeah, yeah basically. but so it's nice to see like they're actually good people and it's a good story so it's like heartwarming and then you keep hitting that i know it's been a while it's the clamp yeah. that holds but, uh, these things up yeah yeah and uh zachary levi who i never watched chuck but I've seen him in like a couple other things. I couldn't he, get into that show. He's really great as Shazam. Like he embodies like the childlike wonder of finding out you have powers and stuff. It's That's it's good awesome. to hear because yeah. when they first announced that he was cast for it, I was like, really him? I was the same. Yeah, yeah. wasn't it rumored it was supposed to be John Cena? I had heard that at one point that that Cena was going to be playing a DC character, and a lot of people thought it was going to be Shazam. Hmm. It's possible. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Um, Pet Cemetery, I enjoyed a lot. I'm a huge fan of the book, so it it's kind of hard to do wrong. It's no it, because that movie <laughs> was no great. <laughs> but uh, that was good. Hellboy, I, I knew going into it that it was going to be a bad movie. I warned you, man. I warned <laughs> you. You, you didn't need to warn times. me. I knew it was going to be bad. I warned you. You didn't need to warn <laughs> yes. me. Yes. No. I was like, save your money. I didn't want it. I'm Why glad I saw it. Why would you do it. this? Because. Sometimes you just want to see a movie even though you know it's yeah. going to be. I'd rather I played save the Mass money. Effect Andromeda knowing it was going to be a bad game. <laughs> That's a good example. I didn't play Mass Effect Andromeda because I knew it was going to be a bad game. <laughs> Some people like to walk into a shit show. It's, I, sometimes it's uh, about the experience of living through uh, the shit show. Exactly. You know? I have the scars now. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> uh, I'm a huge fan of Hellboy and the comics, so I knew they were bringing it more in line with the comics, like the look and everything. So I wanted to see what it at least looked like okay. on the screen with the designs and stuff from the comics. But it still was not a good movie at all. The editing was bad. I'm they, sorry, man. They, I know they, you were looking forward to that. I was. Like I said, I'm still yeah. glad I saw it. Mm -hmm. Like they had some good stuff in it, but overall it was it was horrible. It was it, it stick to the dumpster fire tier. I mean could have <laughs> told you this before, but stick to the, you know, Guillermo del Toro and yes. Ron Perlman ones. But yeah, I didn't really. I mean, for what it was, the original ones, I did enjoy them. But I've never. That was my. That was my exposure to mm -hmm. Hellboy as a character. So yeah, you know, I think they're I looked really on now compared to as like cult classics, aren't they? Yeah, mm -hmm. they are. Like if you go back and rewatch them, they're really good movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're still. 
even those ones and this one still, in my opinion, haven't done the comics justice because the tones are sorry way different. Like the comics are a lot more somber and you know a lot more like oh. shadow. It's like the looks, but how was David Harbour as Hellboy? He was good. He was. Yeah. Well, that's good at least. Yeah, he was good as Hellboy. Good. I didn't like Ian McShane as his father figure. Sorry, trying to produce while. <laughs> Dude, I don't know what it is about Ian McShane, but I, every movie and show I see him in since Deadwood, mm-hmm. I don't see anybody else but that character. Yeah. And I feel like he's just play acting. Even, yeah, especially. <laughs> like, oh, it's Ian McShane. I know. It's like I can't get over it. Like yeah. I just see Ian McShane. Yeah. Like the person. It's great in John Wick, though. He was great he, in Deadwood. I still want to watch He, he was good as being Ian McShane in John Wick. I highly recommend Deadwood. That's a great show. But man, ever since that show, I cannot see him as any other character. <laughs> I just picture him going, cocksucker, you know, <laughs> like he always does. That's all I, I love your impersonations. He, I can't do Ian McShane, but that's what he says like all the time in Deadwood. He's like, cocksucker. <laughs> I have to watch it now. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <sighs> Any other movies that you guys have watched recently before we move mm. on? I mean, uh, I haven't really seen any of the movies, but uh, I was watching this show on Hulu called Ghost Adventures throughout the past month. What What is that? It's with... Uh, I, I know you guys don't like ghost stuff. Not particularly. It's too spooky for me. Too- <laughs> it's in the name. It's my brand. I don't know. I guess I was like on a horror tick. And I kind of wanted to feel like uh, I wanted to get immersed in like a spooky horror ghost show. And that was always been like hailed as like the best one. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, anticlimactic. The, ha- the, the main guy, he's like really eccentric. Hmm. Like he's like as a you Jersey would hope they would Shore. Be on a ghost show. You know, really <laughs> egotistical, I mean, really into his show. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I like it because it goes to these old places and it gives the history on it. But then when they actually do the paranormal investigations, it's like always the same shit. But you had higher expectations going in. Yeah, it, basically. You? Yeah. Like um, there was like two moments that were like, whoa, that's scary. But the rest of it's just the same old, you know, ball of lights or <laughs> scratching noises or yeah. bangs on the door. And yeah. that's pretty much it. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to not get my expectations too high for uh, Jedi Fallen Order. The yeah. first the first Star Wars game that's not a Battlefront game since EA's had the exclusive license. Yeah. <laughs> and I the more I read about it, the more excited I get, which I really hate. But I love single player Star Wars games. Mm-hmm. This one I can't tell if it's gonna be more like the Force Unleashed or uh like Jedi Knight. The Jedi Knight series, which it's melee combat is what they said. It's melee yeah. focus, which makes me think more Force Unleashed. I haven't seen the trailer, but I heard from Robert that it's it was like a story trailer. Yeah, it was very it didn't show gameplay. Well. Yeah, yeah it was I a was cinematic trailer. I wasn't overwhelmed by the trailer. I was it was just okay to me. I'm more excited by that it's a single player Star Wars yeah. game than the trailer actually exciting me. It was just. It was like, all right, like I want to see gameplay and stuff. So I'm not going to immediately be like, oh, congratulations to Respawn and EA for 
uh, celebrating it being a single player only game with no microtransactions yeah. because that's what we've been getting from Star Wars in decades past. Mm -hmm. um, that's what we get from the the PlayStation exclusive games, the Sony exclusive games. No microtransactions, single player mm -hmm. games, and you don't see. Uh, like Santa Monica studio being like, oh, there's no DLC, no microtransactions. Give us applause now. It's like, no, I'm going to pay for your game. I'm going to play it. And that's me rewarding you. And you're rewarding me in kind with a good experience. Uh, that's that's how it should be. That's how it should go. Mm -hmm. So if this is a good game, I'm going to be very excited for it. I love the fact, especially after reading all the stuff about Mass Effect Andromeda and Anthem being on Frostbite and all of the, the difficulties that they had with that, mm -hmm. that Respawn is actually developing this on uh, the Unreal Engine. Nice. Which is fantastic. I almost said like Unity, Unreal. which would have yeah. been freaking hilarious. Um, but yeah, on the Unreal Engine, <laughs> which is a lot more accessible for people, I, I think. It's not something that only EA has used and they were trying to force every game even dragon age was brought down because it had to be on frostbite yeah um i would say the only worst game engine would be bethesda softworks i think that's a bad engine i i don't know um uh, obsidian made it work pretty well it has its quirks it does have its quirks <laughs> but it's really good for the type of game that it was yeah. the th the wrong the bad thing about frostbite is that it was specifically designed by dice for battlefield, battlefield. yeah and it's it was trying to be implemented into a third person rpg like mass effect or uh, dragon age mm -hmm. and then anthem which whatever those stories if you if you guys go back and read those stories if you haven't already kotaku mm -hmm. specifically the the m more recent one about anthem it's a really long read took me better part of a day a work day off and on throughout the day to read it's, really in depth it's probably a good 40 minute yeah. read on great good insight into yeah. how hard these people work for us to rip in five minutes right <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it's a fantastic article do yourselves a favor and read that but uh with that being said about jedi fallen order i have a a long history with star wars games i've loved the majority of them until this past decade and i'm excited that it's respawn of all the studios now that ea owns i'm glad that it's respawn because of how hands-off ea was with apex legends and that turned out to be a really, really well-polished game that people loved to play, that loved Battle Royales. This game is going to be a single-player Star Wars game. I'm hoping they're making it specifically for people that love single-player Star Wars games. Hopefully so, yeah. Um, I've wanted an open-ish world, like an Assassin's Creed-style Star Wars game for a mm. while. And I'm hoping that's kind of the direction this is taking. But the fact that it's on Unreal and EA is allowing it to not be on Frostbite is already a glimmer of hope and it's yeah. <sighs> something to look forward to i don't want to get my hopes up too high no as i'm wearing a, a boba fett t-shirt right now yeah. but this is because of the the mandalorian the mandalorian yeah. yeah that looked awesome that looks really cool i didn't yeah. watch the i'm looking forward to that i didn't watch the footage of it from uh star wars celebration until yesterday i finally watched it yeah, I noticed uh, because they they cut it off during the live stream yeah, of the event. Yeah, people had but to I noticed, record it. But yeah, I, I saw that and I was like, oh, that looks so I love Pedro Pascal. Yeah. So I'm excited that Absolutely. he's... And all the directors they got, like Taika Waititi. Uh-huh. And then um, what's the other one? Rick, uh, I can't say his last name, Fuyama or something like that. But he did this movie called Dope that was really good. It was dope. It was dope. It was dope. dope. It's a great movie. You guys should watch it if you haven't seen it. Nice. But yeah, just... The talent behind it. Yeah. So I'm really excited. Yeah, there's 
a lot of Star Wars stuff coming. Yeah. We finally got the name for Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker. That's and the teaser. Yeah. yeah, that was a good trailer. I, yeah, I'm glad that they're they're back on track. Is what it feels like. Back with J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams at the helm, it, yeah. it feels like it's it's back on track for more episodes. I loved Episode Seven from what for what it was. Mm-hmm. Episode Eight was a great standalone movie, but it didn't feel like a, a trilogy movie to me. Yeah, not really. No. I I liked the movie a lot. It just didn't make sense with the the continuity of the rest yeah. of the the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the uh, who am I? Yeah the the end of the teaser though blew me away i was not expecting the i don't think anybody the really emperor. was there's yeah. actually i guess been a lot of theories already like really that he was coming back yeah people huh. speculating online even from episode seven saying that they're gonna bring him back so some people weren't surprised but i sure as hell was <laughs> i was surprised too i <laughs> try to stay away from online rumors and spoilers and yeah. stuff i try to stay away from all that kind of stuff but it was in the plans from the beginning from yeah. episode seven that palpatine would be back in one way or another and he's such Papa a great palpatine. character he really and is. The actor is so great in the role. Oh, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see him. Yeah. I loved going from how he was in episodes five and six to seeing how he was like the saving grace of the the prequel trilogy. Excuse mm-hmm. me a second. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, he was one of the saving graces. I think uh, Darth Maul in episode one was yeah. also great. But and the pod race. Everyone loves pod racing. Yeah. It brought such stupid lines as "Now this is pod racing." That, that was after the pod race scene, but it was in reference to the pod race. <laughs> but it still looked cool. Chesco Sabalba. Oh, oh. It led to a really fun arcade slash N sixty four game. I love that game. But it was that was a good. It's game. like the most overrated <laughs> scene in all of Star Wars, in my opinion. That's like your opinion, man. That's why I just said, in my opinion, man. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Though it's it's what's so great about it? It looked cool, but in the same way that NASCAR looks cool. You have to remember this was ninety nine. This is nineteen ninety nine. Totally different. This was was the same time as the Matrix, right? Well, yes. Matrix. It was Matrix was fucking awesome. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, that looked cool. It did. Yeah. Yeah. The pod racing did not. In my opinion, it didn't do anything for me. It really didn't. But what was so exciting it was about it? Visually, like stunning to see they're the going, race. Yeah, they're going so fast, and they die. And there's Tuscan Raiders on the yeah. turnpike shooting and, at them. You know, uh, Sebulba. It's like, oh, it's Aura Singh. Oh my god. <laughs> I am glad. I take it. I take it. You don't enjoy racing segments in video games. Absolutely not. No, that's I why. Hate them. That's why. They're the worst. Some of my favorite things in games is when the game genre bends and you have to do like a little portion of the game as like a different genre i hate that like i remember in uh that's what i like about the end of halo yeah exactly it's all of a sudden now yeah yeah. like uh, i was gonna bring up star wars dance of republic no first one rewind what warthog yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) fast forward well i was gonna mention star wars dance of the republic yeah Remember racing on Manon? Those were horrible. I love those. That was so bad. That was fun. That. It was not a fun race. They, it was like the when you fly from one planet to another and you had to uh, had to do the the space combat in the Ebonhawk. It was just a way of extending the game that didn't need to be there because I mean, the game was great how it was without that extra. I shit like it because it breaks up in. the gameplay and it kind of mixes it up. I really need to replay yeah. that game. For me, it was just unnecessary fluff. I mean, it was a fun quest because like. you were uh, if you in the middle of this. I mean, that Pazak, whole planet. Man. Play Pazak if you're if you're wanting to break <laughs> stuff up. I mean, uh, 
I was gonna try and I finish my points. Color crystals. Finish I can't wait point. for our Star Wars episode. <laughs> finish your point. It's gonna be super nerdy. I mean, that's what I love about that whole portion of the game and that planet because it's like a political intrigue, like espionage between the biker gangs. Yes, and the <laughs> political people. I can't remember. It's been a long time. The political. political. That was <laughs> a Marilyn Manson song, right? Political people. Political I, people. I suppose. But that whole planet was great. It just Beautiful. you could uh, approach it any way you wanted, like tackle whichever thing you wanted to do first. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a great way to break up the main story. No, I like side quests in general, especially yeah. with intriguing plot lines. So it made just it a good like game. Driving side quests. The yeah, the the actual changing of the gameplay itself doesn't do much for me. Yeah. Unless it's part of the gimmick of the game, like with Evo Land. I think I mentioned that. How well, it I mean, goes from like classic Game Boy to all the way through to that's what is game. really great about certain AAA games is that they can take those different types of gameplay ideas and put them in one game. They can't anymore. Well, not anymore. <laughs> that's what indie it's games too much, are now. It's too much work for them. They're yeah. they're crunched enough as it is it's, just to get the game working properly. You can't control C, control V. <laughs> on that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, I'm excited for our Star Wars episode now. Yeah. I think it'll be two weeks from today. I think that's what we'll do. Okie dokie. Omidoki. So two weeks from today, and then two weeks after that, we'll have our anniversary episode. Yeah. So okay. four weeks. That That's how that works. Let's see. One, two. <laughs> but uh, you There's said the 21st calendar on the other May wall of our was not den. our anniversary. No, the 15th is our anniversary. Yeah, but we won't have an episode to release that day. Let's see. We that have week. one. This, today is now the 23rd. Yeah. And then the next 14th. one will be the 7th. And then the, the... Next one will be the 14th. Oh. <laughs> no, we don't have one that Hi week. Guys. You're right. We're still here. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll talk about this <laughs> when we're not recording. Oh, my goodness. Well, we did say we wanted to talk about the podcast. We'll we? probably just have a bonus episode okay. for our one-year that's, anniversary. That's, that's probably that's the best idea. Yeah. 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 Should we go back to every week? Let us know in the comments down below. Yes, please. Yeah. Do you want more of us? Yeah, you do. Yeah, I want more of us <laughs> yeah. right now. I want more of us right now. I've been well, playing. Well, maybe I should just crap. lay on the table and not like more physically. Oh, I meant he, he wants this, he this. wants your brain. I want to talk about satisfactory. He wants for you for your mind. Can I talk, talk about satisfactory? Talk a bit? away. Talk away. It's been out now in early access for. Almost exactly a month, just over a month. And it looks like No Man's Sky. Visually, yeah, it kind of <laughs> yes, does. And then even in the combat when you're when you're exploring and stuff, it does. But once you actually get like the foundation of yeah. your factory and your base, what you're gonna I do, know it's nothing then it looks like nothing it. like yeah. it. Yeah. But excuse me, that was gross. It's okay. My apologies. Um I still am addicted to it. I put forty hours into it now. Wow. Yeah. That's like unheard of for you. And I feel like I've made no progress because I, for a while, I kept tearing down everything I had <laughs> and just rebuilding it in a more efficient way. Mm-hmm. And now I finally have my base set up. So what I have is I've got these long ass conveyor belts stretching from all my my coal and my iron and my copper and my stone, and then they're all going into the basement of my base mm-hmm. where they're being smelted into ingots that I can use upstairs in the main floor. And I've got like towers inside the main floor of like separate buildings that are 
making components out of those and every time you go up it's making the next level up with the components that were made down below using conveyor elevators of my own design i feel like we talked about this a month ago i yeah kind of talked about Briefly. it as a plan but oh i did you I actually just, accomplished it i'm yeah as of like so now you're like a week ago the warden of the factory well i mean that's you kind of already you know like if it was like game of thrones manager. you would be like the floor manager Tyrion. Right? Does he manage factories? He manages people. He's the hand. Kevin is the hand of his computer mouse. Is there mouse. people in your factory? No. See, it's all automated. The weird thing oh. is, though, is that that is the point of the game, yes, to be automated. Um, the weird thing is, though, is that it's it's designed as a multiplayer game, but the people that are playing it still are only playing it single player for the most part because it's so much more fun to not have other people in your way. That wait, game, wait, wait, wait. What? Wait, there's multiplayer? Yeah, it's built as a multiplayer game. So wait, so the goal of multiplayer is to build over your opponent. It's not an opponent. It's or no opposition. It's co-op. your other warden. It's co-op. Oh, we're You're building together. You're building a better world together. Oh, it's like by Minecraft. smelting. Kind well, of. Yeah, kind there of are building... comparisons you can make to Minecraft. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, but it's yeah. not building whatever you want. It's building factories and automated. It's it's finding out ways of simplifying your automation to make everything as efficient as possible. I don't know. I think I like my way better. <laughs> I just battle it out by conveyor belting each other. Conveyor belting <laughs> each other. You know, just take the conveyor belts and slap each other with them. If you, you could know? pick them up. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, the building's Throw more boxes full of that. product at each other, you know? You know like, would have been a good idea. Uh, you should never work at a distribution center, Kyle. <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> Should have taken a screenshot of your factory and had it up on our wall. I, I can always do that next time. Yeah. Well, well th- next time is Star Wars. You're going to have uh, stormtroopers in your factory? I have an Isaac poster hanging up right here. Kratos will be holding a lightsaber. I haven't mentioned next Isaac week. once until now. Uh, yeah. Or he'll have lightsabers coming out of his eyes. <laughs> There's behind me. Yeah, we did talk about Celeste. And we did talk about Ubisoft. Go figure. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. We haven't talked about Gears of War, though. It's no an need. Awesome clock. Awesome clock. By the way, this poster right here, this Isaac poster, I actually have this T-shirt. That's really cool. That's I a like good it. poster. Do you guys, good image. Do you guys have like a lot of video game T-shirts at all? Not really, no. I have that Mario one that I can't fit into <laughs> anymore. <laughs> That's it for video games. I think I've got like Mine are mostly three Marvel. Isaac ones. I think the only thing I have, Obviously. I've got my Shovel Knight shirt. Apparel-wise, is a Dead Space hoodie that I wore on the Marvel episode that we recorded. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. 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 So before I go on a rant about <laughs> Epic Games, <laughs> just so I don't do that, is there anything that you guys want to cut in with before? Yeah. Um, Thank you. Screw Epic Game Store. Oh, God damn it. Here we go. Now you're asking for it. Borderlands 3 is exclusive for six months. What the hell, man? I, this is bullshit. That doesn't affect me in the least. Give in, Kyle. <laughs> no, it's garbage. Could be so damn stubborn. Why, why, do I, why do I have to be forced into their exclusivity? Because you want to play the game. Yeah. That's... I don't want that. <laughs> I want it on Steam. Why does it matter? Because my brother has Steam, and we could play together co-op. Well, if your brother's going to get it on PC, he has to get it through Epic Games also. So I don't want go. to support them. They're a bad company. Epic is a bad company yes. compared to Valve? I'd say yes. Valve is a horrible company. 
I think just the fact that they released Fortnite and preying on kids' <laughs> addictive nature is bad enough. Preying on kids' addictive nature. Coming from the guy that I'm, supports loot boxes and time savers. I was going to say, um, I've witnessed yes. that firsthand, so I, I know what you're talking about. Yes. But I still don't think it should stop <laughs> you from playing a game you want to play. Well, uh, you have a point there. <laughs> Thank Good job. You. Thank you. Like yes. that's the first. I, I, I concede. Points. I've, I concede He's never to you. pointed him out before. Though. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> okay, I I just hate Epic Game Store. Okay, is that something that's hard to believe? I just don't understand why. Because they're evil. Valve is the more evil corporation. No, it's not. Oh my god, there is no management. Epic only cares about Fortnite. Valve only cares about thirty percent of any fucking shit game that they can just <laughs> that anybody can download an asset pack from unity uh, throw somebody else's game up on the store and make money off of with trading cards oh they used to be able to do with trading cards but yeah and valve only cares about getting their cut they'll only take a game off if it's something that they think is going to hurt them in the at the end of it whereas you go on a place like epic games they're giving you a free game every week you go to a place well, like... Well, that's true. So does Microsoft and PlayStation with their uh, yeah. online stuff. Yeah, because it's good yes. business. It's mm -hmm. a good way to get a foundation of people to well, build Steam a library. Well, Steam has free-to-play stuff. Free-to-play isn't the same as a game that normally costs money that is now free. Yeah, but you only have it for a little while. No, you don't. You have it forever. I thought it was like Microsoft and no, PlayStation. No, the game is in your library forever. Okay. Yeah. So you always That's have not it. enticing him. I still hate him. <laughs> is, is I win? The game store it's, no. The game store itself has problems. I just it doesn't don't like have it. a shopping cart. It doesn't have uh, a way to buy buy more than one game at once. There's still they don't have much of the library on there yet. There's a ton of stuff that they haven't done that they should have done before having the actual storefront. But Valve is the worst at curation. That is every. They are the YouTube of video games. They are absolute horseshit at customer <laughs> service. Do you know how long it took them to get refunds? Years. It was about two and a half years ago they finally implemented refunds. I've been on Steam now for 14 years. Mm -hmm. It's been around forever. And they finally just now is like, oh yeah, you can have your money back if a game doesn't fucking work. How did that take them so long? Because they don't care because they're making a shitload of money. That's evil. <laughs> I still hate them. You can hate them. I don't hate Steam. I just think they're the... It sounds like you do. <laughs> Steam is just more evil than Epic. Valve is more evil than Epic mm. in this situation. I don't think it's about, like... Uh, I've loved the games that Valve has made good more than the evil. games that Epic... Well, you're the one that said evil. Well, right now we're comparing with. evil versus evil, according to you. Well, no, I didn't call Epic evil. Yeah, you did. I, they're just the lesser. <laughs> they're not as evil. <laughs> okay. They're not as evil. So uh, basically, they're like. I'm pro good old games. I'm pro GOG. I love yeah. GOG. That's my that's my jam. It's a man. scale that's like constantly swaying in both directions. Steam has been the only thing that people go to for years. I think it's great to have something that's trying to compete. I love that All Elite Wrestling is coming up and they're having a TV deal pretty soon that's going to be announced mm -hmm. and all these sold out pay-per-views because WWE has been going to shit lately and they need that actual competition 
that they haven't had. And that's the same thing with Valve. I think Valve needs to be put in check. If they're not going to be put in check by another company, customers losing customers isn't going to do shit for them because they're still making millions upon millions of dollars from developers. Honestly, uh, I feel like they've done a lot more than Epic has. They for PC have. gaming. Yes, they are the ones that pioneered digital sales on PC. I will not deny Without that. Without them, there'd be no Epic Game Store. But that doesn't excuse them from changing with the marketplace now or being better as a corporation now. And Epic is taking advantage of that. I think there's a lot of flexibility with Steam as opposed to Epic. In what way? I don't understand. Basically in the, the types of products being offered on Steam. There's too much too much yeah there are like dozens of games a day being released on steam i think that's a good thing how is that a good thing you can't if you're an indie developer trying to get your game noticed how are you going to get noticed on steam if there's 20 other games uh, that come out that day like you said competition <laughs> it builds <laughs> great but games <laughs> these indie games that are coming out every day or even these these triple a games that are coming out that aren't true pc ports that are just put over there on Steam because, oh, we have to have it on PC coming out. They're not to the quality that they should be. I think uh, I think that the curation needs to be there for Steam to be what it used to be. And I think the early access is a great feature as well. Satisfactory is an early access, and it's exclusive to Epic Games. They actually have an early access? They're in early access right now. Oh, I didn't realize that was the case. Yeah. I, I th Technically, I think okay. on anything you can release early access now. Okay. I think. I could be wrong. Okay. I've never been wrong before, though. So I don't know. I just feel like there's more variety. There is. That's the problem. Variety's think, uh, not a problem, but when you don't... Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Continue. Variety's not the, is not a problem. <laughs> variety is good. When there's no management over the variety, that's when it's a problem. Okay. Now, what about safety and security, your privacy? What about it? Well, Epic Game Store is compromised by hacking i haven't heard of this you don't has it, has it happened well you do know that it checks your files right well yeah so does steam not as thoroughly as epic game store i mean it's not like it's i'm kind of scary what are they gonna dig well from what i've read uh their majority of their shareholder like their shares is owned by a Chinese company? Tencent, yeah. Yes, yeah. which is kind of like, what's what are they doing? Tencent. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to know. Tencent <laughs> is actually Steam's biggest competition in the world. Yes. And they also, I think they might own, own a portion. I, I, Valve, or they I don't know. To. I don't I know. Don't, Tencent is in literally, in, not literally, in almost literally every gaming company that exists. They own a portion of so much of it that there's no way of avoiding it anymore. I suppose. And that's terrifying. But That's the real evil. Mega corporations. Yeah. The common enemy. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I, Bridging the gap, you guys. <laughs> that, that's it. I own six. Oh, I own over six hundred games on Steam, and I'm vouching. I'm saying that. Yeah, what are you gonna do if you know Epic closes Valve? All your games are gone. I don't think they'll ever close Valve. Valve's too big. What if they get so monopolous? I don't think they can. I mean, you I never really know. I don't think they can. I mean, look, yeah. Fortnite took the monopoly from uh, for Battle PUBG. Royales for yeah, like what 
less than a year Nobody before plays PUBG Apex, anymore. before Apex Legends came out. Yeah. Uh, there's always going to be something now. Well, it's good to have both. Look, Netflix and Hulu. Yeah. That's what I think I Amazon said Prime. Yeah, it's it's good to have PlayStation competition, and Xbox. Wait, wait, and what, it's okay to be a part of both. What's uh, the contender for Amazon? No, Netflix Amazon and Hulu. Prime, like video. Yeah. Amazon Prime. Oh, I thought even Amazon's a company. No. Oh no, they're no, they're they're a monopoly. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, yeah. They're, <laughs> they're they own the Twitch, man. <laughs> You're gonna say that about Epic Games one day. I you will. I already don't think that Epic Games is like this glorious company. I'm just glad that there's competition to Steam, because Valve has not been managing Steam the way that I think, the way that I would prefer my main store to be managed. Okay. That's just the way I look at it. I think about it the same way I do PlayStation versus Xbox. I don't have a specific problem with Xbox. I just like what PlayStation offers more. I mean, it's good to have exclusivity. Don't get me wrong. But the way they're going about it is horseshit. It is. It's, and that's what pisses me off. They're they're forcing their way into the market before yes. they were ready. And not only that, but they're using their high install base for Fortnite as like the foundation genius. to it, build numbers and get funding that is exactly what valve did <laughs> no. started off as as if you had half-life 2 you had to install steam and from there with counter-strike source you had to have steam and that's where that came from no but there was nothing else like it before then you had to buy the game like in a box yeah like this was digital no it's what does it matter what apples and green apples and red apples Oranges, <laughs> bananas, <laughs> coconuts. I, I, the origin story of Epic Games is so much like the origin story of Valve. You know, console exclusivity, I think, is starting to lose its luster. I think console exclusivity sucks personally as a consumer. Any kind of exclusivity sucks as a consumer. I'm not going to because deny that. I mean, it's evident with all these great PlayStation exclusives. And then you got Microsoft exclusives, and then you got Nintendo exclusives. But I feel like it's not really a console war anymore. I feel like everyone's just trying to catch them all. Yeah, basically, like anybody is like, I'll do something stupid by jumping off this chair, and then you know someone else be like, I'll jump off this chair without a shirt on, you know, stuff like that. Like they keep trying to one up each other. I think I'm I think I'm up to speed with what you're saying. You know what I mean? I think basically they're trying to constantly push the envelope for innovation. Okay. Like the diskless uh Yeah, like the new Xbox. The new Xbox. Diskless Xbox One yeah, X. Yeah, this is a great segue. So the new <laughs> Xbox <laughs> streaming console. Or is it just digital only? Like you, you digitally download the games rather than having a disc drive. I think they're expecting more people to get a Xbox Game Pass or the bundle of F Xbox Live yeah. Gold Ultimate that has Game Pass included. Because Be oh, go ahead. They're focusing more on people streaming the games, but you mm -hmm. can still download games digitally because I think it would still have a hard drive, and even if it doesn't, yeah. you can plug one in. Mm -hmm. It it's just. It was kind of the original version of the Xbox One before people were all up in arms <laughs> about sharing games and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. They wanted a mostly digital experience. Yeah. I mean, I might be biased, but uh, no, <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> I think I would enjoy the Xbox digital only console. 
I was debating buying one. I'm not going to buy it because I already own an X. I don't. If they had an Xbox One X digital only, I probably would have bought that. For sure. I don't have a 4K TV. You know, if I hadn't already bought one, I would have bought the digital one. Hmm. The only thing that's keeping me from wanting to buy the the discless S is because I don't think any one game or even the games that I've missed out on this generation are worth 250 bucks for the console. Okay. Are there any exclusive exclusives? Are there any exclusives that I've missed out on on the Xbox that are worth buying the console for? Mm, I, don't, I really don't think no. Yeah. Xbox is really shit in the bed this yeah. generation. I yeah yeah. I don't like ex- exclusivity. I'm not gonna say the way that Epic Games is going about the store, their new storefront is the way to do it. I'm just glad that somebody's doing it in general. And I mean, I, uh, I don't see a problem with having both. Going back to Randy Pitchford, uh, you know, because of Borderlands 3 being exclusive, mm-hmm. the Steam reviews got bombed hard mm-hmm. for Borderlands yeah. 1 and 2. That's just another problem with Steam, is that because of something like this, somebody could be looking into buying it's Borderlands not a problem. 1. It, it's a freedom of speech. You were one speech. of those reviewers, weren't you? No. I don't do that shit. Wow. It's misdirected freedom of speech. I don't think so. I think it's trying because to make a point. Because Borderlands 3 is... Gearbox is doing something stupid with Borderlands 3. The Steam reviews for Borderlands 1 and 2 should be nailed down for that? No, it's like they're trying to make a stand. Like, they're trying to make a point. There's other ways to do it. I think that's... The, There's yeah, not. exactly. Yeah, there is. There are totally other but ways But this was the only way to get the attention of it. Social media, man. Yeah. Social media doesn't do shit anymore. More people pay attention to that than Steam reviews. Not for a video game industry. I would be surprised if that was true. No, it, it's only when you hit them in the balls that they'll take notice. And then when the Steam reviews dropped, they took notice. They took notice because it was dumb. And then Randy mm. was like, I don't care. Yeah. And th- yeah. even what he said, I agree with Randy Pitchford. That's just that's another problem with Steam. Steam it's not be Steam. Al- it's the people. They allow the that voice, and they don't go back. and f- they- The collective voice of the audience <laughs> for the game. Okay, so like when someone review bombs a movie before it Captain comes out. Marvel. Like Captain Marvel. Yeah. Just because they didn't like the actress or whatever, that's That's different. That's fine. That that that's was sexist. Exact. How is it different? That's sexist. It's, still, it's the same thing. They're Borderlands, expressing it the no, same way. No, no, that's different because it's like a personal attack. This isn't a personal attack. This is the same thing happened with uh Star Wars. What happened with so Star Wars? So as a personal attack, people were <laughs> review bombing eight. Because it was a terrible movie. It wasn't a terrible movie. It was a terrible movie. It was a good movie. movie. It wasn't it was a good trilogy movie, movie, but it was a good movie. <laughs> it was not a good movie. <laughs> but the point is, they were review bombing it, even though it was a good movie. They were doing it out of spite. So how is that? Yeah, but that if person? you go to Metacritic now, like the actual reviews for the audience are like bad. And the actual they critic. Bombed it. Well, <laughs> that's exact. Rotten no, but it, that was two years ago. F- Rotten Tomatoes had to go back and fix what people were doing with the review bombing of Captain Marvel. But I, I, like I said, that's different because it was like a personal re- attack. It's still review bombing something before yeah. it comes out based on a personal yeah. biased. No, but this is different because they're I get holding it. I get it. It is morally, the product it, away that people would throw money at. It is morally like wrong to be sexist and it's not morally wrong to be be anti-Epic Games. I get that distinction. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. But the outcome is the exact same of the review bombing of a product based on something mostly unrelated. It's very much Before it comes out. 
this is very related because it's not coming out on the platform that people were expecting it to come out on. Yeah, so how is Border... How, why review bomb the first two games based on that? To make a point. Like, what they're doing is <laughs> mo- like all, messed up. We're just going to be talking in circles yes. on this. Oh, man. Review bombing a game in general is a shitty practice. It really is. It is a stupid yeah. thing to do. It is a waste of true. time and it's a terrible That's way not to true. get attention. That's not true at all. It is true. It is absolutely No, it's my not. Opinion. Review bombing can be a good thing. It, it The idea of what people are trying to get across from review bombing could be a good thing. The Notre Dame fire made people review bomb Assassin's Creed Unity because it was being given out for free. And people review bombed it saying how awesome that was on Steam. It, it was a story I read just today. So it wasn't negative, though. No, it was positive. Yeah. That, positive is the opposite of negative. <laughs> you said review bombing in general was Negative bad. review bombing. No, think, no, you said review bombing like in general. Review bomb is when it's negative. That's the definition of it. Like when you Review bombing is I like also good. I don't think... So let's start Ubisoft. the distinction now then. When we say review bombing, we're talking about negative. I still think uh, that yeah. that's the wrong way to review a game. <laughs> if a game's been ge- being given out for free because of a class act that Ubisoft actually did, I still I'm think done, people. that reviewing that game based on an act... I have no horse in this race. I don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> oh, man. I still, don't, I, I still don't think that that's even right to do. I mean, it's, it's a really good gesture that Ubisoft should be lauded for. But they shouldn't. I don't think that that should change the reviews of the game. The game itself is still a shit game, probably. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's decent game. And probably now, when it came out. I mean, this is an Ubisoft game. Be careful. I mean, this is <laughs> this is like our Bible, you know. God, we fucking love Ubisoft games over here. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> That's why there's a front. Oh, you can't see it. Yeah, you can't see the poster, unfortunately. Me. There's darts in there too. <laughs> but I mean, come on, you know. I don't. <laughs> you guys, come on, you know. Come on, you know. You know, come on, come on. You guys you know? know, come on. Oh man, help us out with this argument because I think that reviewing something negatively or positively based on something else that is not the thing that's being reviewed is is stupid. It's stupid nonsense. Agreed. I don't think that that's the way it should be. I think it helps make a point, make a stand against these companies that continue to shovel their decisions into our faces and we have to deal with it. Or, or we could, you know, make a stand and say how we feel and that's make these the people listen. Do it. Don't buy the game. That's the way to do it. Well, I'm already intent or on review that. review the game poorly when it comes out. That's review bombing. <laughs> No, that's reviewing that game. <laughs> they didn't review Borderlands 3. They reviewed uh, Borderlands 1 yeah. and Borderlands when you, 2. Uh, yes. When you play it and then you review it, that's a review. Yeah. <laughs> review bombing something totally unrelated. Oh, man. That's not semantics. <laughs> it's the key distinction. <laughs> oh, I've not been this fired up in so long. I miss this podcast. You're welcome. You're welcome. God, I love this podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, man. Man. Have to do my part. Uh, I'm. I've got some things in the works that are gonna hopefully be on this channel separate from this podcast. Uh, weird segue, I know, but uh, I. My segue was gonna be better. <laughs> you know what? My segue is bester. <laughs> uh, let me be the judge. 
You go first. What's your segue? I was going to say, hey, talking about reviews. <laughs> That's excellent. The, uh, that the, is uh, excellent. <laughs> uh, I know you guys aren't really excited about this game, but I was excited about Days Gone. Yeah. And the review embargo is the day before. on until Thursday, the yeah. day before it comes out. Yeah. And it has me a little worried. I mean, I'm I already, worried too. I already got the collector's edition <clears throat> of the game because I'm, yes. I'm really excited about it. And so I'm, I'm a little worried. But I'm hoping it's like one of those things where it's like Marvel where they'll wait because they know it's so good. <laughs> and so they it's not going to be that. It's not going it to be might, that. Hey, I'm holding out hope. But you can that, do it, it's Robert. a little worrisome. But you I'm, can do it. I'm, I mean, I'm getting it Stay either strong. way. But You'll I, probably still enjoy the game, though. I think you, so. I think you'll have a good grasp of what the game's going to be. Exactly. Like all, I've watched all the footage, like developer stuff and all that, and it looks really fun. Mm-hmm. All the previews have been positive. So. Yeah. I'm so excited for it, but yeah, that was it's like I can't remember the last game that had the review come out that close before. A while, yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of games coming out so soon. So was that a better segue, Kyle? Uh well yeah, I what was your segue? I was segueing to the end of the show. Yeah. That I was wrapping oh. up to the game the end of the show. I was gonna let Mine was better. It, it went to reviews. There's still Hopefully, in the future, going to be more pushing con- pushing buttons content. <laughs> pushing We're going to be pushing Living up to our namesake yeah. right here. Yeah. And I, since I like getting on a soapbox and talking about things that I'm passionate about, and I see that Kyle is equally opposite, <laughs> but still as passionate about it, I think once I do what I'm going to do, I want to invite Kyle on there to be the counter to me on that. You mean the heel? The heel. I think I've played the heel. Be point counterpoint. Huh? I play devil's advocate. I'm the one yelling and being like, no, no, but that's wrong. You're so wrong. But you proved your point. You won. According to you, you won, and Robert had a good point. <laughs> you both had good points. That's what the point of a debate is. It's a debate. No one's wrong. No one's right. We all had good points. The facts that I had were correct, though. <laughs> well, nobody fact checks us anyway. That's true. We need you to fact check us. Especially me. Please. But if you do fact check us, let us know in the comments. <laughs> Comment down below. <laughs> review, like, subscribe, you know. Yeah. If you didn't like it, you should review bomb everything else we've ever done just to prove a point to Kyle. <laughs> hey, it works. Thumbs we'll we'll hear everything. you. We'll hear your points. <laughs> We'll listen and we'll take yeah. notice. If you want to get in touch with us, hit us up on Twitter, <laughs> Pushing Buttons P, uh, Instagram at Pushing Buttons Podcast. Uh, I'm at Impulse G66. At Too Spooky for Robert. At Monumentous Kyle. And we no longer have a website for you to look at. You're welcome. <laughs> Great, right? We ran out of funding. Yeah, well, the the funding was whatever I felt like I was willing to put on my credit card and I just paid everything off and it's like, nah, I don't want don't to put blame it you. on my credit card one anymore. Bit. We didn't need a website. No. Nah, we don't need a website. No. We have this awesome podcast where we yeah. now look more magnificent in yeah. hopefully what? 60 frames a second, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, depending on what OBS <laughs> wants to do in our den, which is awesome. And yeah. Cool. New studio. Yeah. yeah. Cozy. It is cozy. In you should here. get a fireplace. Ooh, I like that. I think we've got one in the office over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, until Star Wars episode next time, thank you for joining us. Thank uh, you so much. Hope you thank liked you. it. Let us know what you think about us being back. Do you want us to go away again? Too bad we're not going to. Anyway, we will see you next time. Adios. Bye. Love you as I awkwardly reach for the stop recording button.